Hello, my name's Liam, and you're listening to the Let's Nurture Tech Podcast, where we discuss everything from history, how-tos, and recent developments in the technologies you and I use every day. Today's episode is for all the small businesses out there, but individuals can use the tips here as well. We're talking about cybersecurity checks and balances, and what you and your business need to do in order to prevent third-party hackers from stealing data, wrecking your server and business infrastructure, or causing other types of damage. Thankfully, it's still relatively easy to defend your business against cybersecurity threats, and we're going to give you eight tips you can start using immediately to protect your company and its data. Let's start with the first and most basic form of security, a firewall. Try to think of a firewall as a sort of internet Walmart greeter. Firewalls monitor what's known as traffic, which is any connection either being sent to or sent from the firewall's network address. A network address is simply the identifying information a website or server uses to differentiate itself from other networks, similar to businesses using different street addresses and buildings. Firewalls are often considered the first line of defense in a cybersecurity infrastructure, and they're easy to get a hold of, often coming pre-installed on a number of operating systems or antivirus and anti-malware software. However, if you don't have a pre-installed firewall system, you don't need to worry. Komodo Firewall, TinyWall, NetDefender, and many other free programs are available to provide your business with firewall protection. Next you should take a moment to document and create your business cybersecurity policies. This will make up how your business will approach security related to digital information and its handling, among other things. It's also essential by many governing bodies to document your cybersecurity protocols, both for legal and insurance purposes. Thankfully, there's several online resources for planning your cybersecurity policies. For one, you can visit the Small Business Administration's Cybersecurity Portal, which provides a variety of resources, like online training, security checklists, and information on how to protect specific businesses, depending on what sector you operate in. Additionally, the Federal Communications Commission, or FCC, offers the Cyber Planner 2.0, which is a starting point for any small business looking to create a security document and policy. Let's Nurture can also offer free consultation for setting up your cybersecurity policy if you fill out the communications form on our site, linked in the description. In terms of security, the best thing your company can do in terms of devices your staff uses is to offer company-managed devices with specific usage policies governing the software and applications they can use, as well as the websites they're allowed to visit. By being in full administrative control of these devices, you help prevent possible breaches through human error on the part of a staff member. While it's not recommended for security reasons, BYOD or bring-your-own-device policies are another avenue your business can take. Be aware, BYOD can be difficult for your company to secure, and you run the risk of not knowing what your staff has used the device for in the past. This means beyond the potential upfront costs from data breaches caused by BYOD policies, you might also face issues of data theft, potential conflicts of interest for your staff member, or potentially embarrassing scenarios where your staff might have inappropriate or 
not safe for work material on their devices. Additionally, while you can blacklist specific apps and websites on the devices your business provides, this can't be done with BYOD devices, as it does not belong to your business and is thus not governed by your cybersecurity policies. So before you consider a BYOD policy, keep in mind it can create security risks fairly easily. Proper training will be necessary to ensure your employees reduce incidents of leaks or breaches. Before we keep going with new implementations you'll be taking on for your business, I need to also stress the importance of educating and training all employees on these practices. While it again may seem tedious to train each employee at their own pace, it's important for holding people accountable in the event of security breaches or failures. Making sure employees are informed of policies and keeping track of signed documents are critical to almost any business security policy and should be considered a necessary step in your own cybersecurity infrastructure. Now that we've got that out of the way, we need to talk about your password policies and specifically how to enforce them and build them strong enough to prevent hacking methods such as brute forcing passwords in what's known as a vocabulary attack. While this isn't so much an issue now, brute forcing was a huge problem during the mid to late 1990s when businesses were less informed about cybersecurity risks and password policies were less common. For one thing, it's good practice to have your employees change their passwords every 30 to 90 days, depending on your preference mostly. It's also essential that all devices with access to your company's network are protected by your passwords. This goes for everything from your phones to your routers. If a device is lost or stolen and contains confidential information, it could fall into the wrong hands, such as a competitor. Typically, most strong passwords consist of lower and uppercase letters, numbers, and special characters. They'll usually be 8 to 12 characters in length. However, there's no reason for there to be a maximum length for your employees' passwords. Longer passwords are simply more secure than shorter or mid-sized passwords. In addition to this, longer passwords take far more time for hackers to crack or brute force, which gives your team more time to identify possible threats or breaches. The more complex your password, the more resources and time bad actors will need to spend on your platform in order to break into your network or account. If you'd rather not use a long password of random letters, numbers, and special characters, you can also use a passphrase. These passwords are often in the form of short sentences or declarative statements, and are much more difficult to guess than a single word password, as well as much more easy to remember than a random series of characters. A few examples of passphrases you might use could be Never eat shredded wheat 91 or This pass is easier 22. The next tip is less related to cybersecurity and more so a matter of good housekeeping in the digital world. Backing up your data regularly is important, and you shouldn't stop at just storing things on the cloud. Make sure to back up your data at least bi-weekly, if not weekly, for almost any document, spreadsheet, database, finance file, human resource file, accounts files, or anything else. Make sure to also store these physical backups in a location which will be safe from fires or floods. While this can, again, seem like a mountainous task, there's help available. For one, Let's Nurture can assist with hosting and migration services for your data. 
They can also assist with maintenance and regular backups to make sure everything is functioning as it should. Now, I know we've covered a lot of ground so far, but stay with me, because we're going to discuss another software-related expense. You need anti-malware software, for reasons more than just detecting phishing emails or similar junk mail threats. You also need a functioning anti-malware software, as it's easy to disguise file types. For example, you could take an executable script, written in Java or C-sharp, and disguise it as a Word document file. If the user clicks the Word file, the executable will launch, and the script will compile and run its code. This is how the I Love You worm infected over 10 million personal computers, running the Windows 9X, NT, and Windows 2000 operating systems, on May 5, 2000. The virus, which was written in Visual Basic Script, would mass email itself to everyone in a victim's contact list, with the subject proclaiming their love for the recipient. The worm would also destroy the host machine by rapidly replicating itself into random types of files, including images, audio files, and office documents. Though the man responsible, Onel de Guzman, a 24-year-old man from Manila, Philippines, was caught, there were no laws related to spreading computer viruses and security exploits at the time in the Philippines, and he was never prosecuted, though his virus did lead to the creation of the Republic Act No. 8792, also known as the e-commerce law, which went into effect July of 2000. It's estimated the I Love You worm caused over $15 billion in worldwide damages and data recovery. With all this said, it's easy to find both free and paid anti-malware software that's effective at protecting your business. You can also develop your own with the help of Let's Nurture or other companies. Another security measure you can utilize with your company is multi-factor authentication. Multi-factor authentication is the process of supplying passcodes via text message or email to ensure the device your staff is attempting to log in with can be verified as their device. Multi-factor authentication comes in many forms, from text messages, phone calls, email codes, to more sophisticated technology known as biometric authentication. If you've ever seen a spy movie where the secret agent has to scan his eye to enter a room, you're familiar with biometric authentication. Currently, it comes in the forms of retinal or eye scans, facial scanning similar to Apple's face scan feature for unlocking newer iPhones, and fingerprint scans, which were utilized on older generations of smartphones. These are just yet another powerful tool you and your team can utilize for your cybersecurity. Well, my friends, We've reached the end of our list for now, but I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Let's Nurture podcast. Until then, I'm Liam, and you can reach us online at the link in the description for a free consultation for setting up your cybersecurity policy.